When you transition from exploration to exploitation, you have to be selfish with your time. Okay, explain that one to us. Well, I've been at this for a while now, about four years, creating better business model and strategic partnerships, unlocking opportunity for the Department of Defense and emerging technology. And so naturally in the beginning, I had to be all about exploration, talking to all these different parties to unlock opportunities in mobility and protection and resilience. Um, so it was clearly an exploration zone. But at some point you have to transition into exploitation. You, the opportunity there has to be your priority to go into creation, to go into execution of what you think is possible. And it needs your full presence to do that. Well, that's not a simple transition. You know, here you were in that zone of like, let's get coffee and let's talk about vision and see how, you know, our interests align to execution, the creation of those visions. I've got to change my priorities a little bit. And so someone that inspires us, Naval Ravikant, you know, he says he, he's too busy to do coffee, that his time is too valuable, um, not just from a selfish perspective, but, you know, he must have things to execute now in the exploitation time. And so you can't endlessly waste your time in socializing ideas and looking in exploration. And so how do I bring that into execution? In my team, I now know that I can't be the one at the front door greeting everyone that knocks. I had to delegate that responsibility. Now I greet everyone better, right? I'm ready and primed to address who they are, whether it's Dell or Microsoft and on and on and what their equities are and bring creativity and vision as to how we could work together. But that's the exploration zone. And my leadership was required in the exploitation zone. And so I had to not expend myself in exploration anymore. And so I have someone else there that's the greeter at the door. And they are discerning what may be a fertile opportunity in exploration and then sometimes bringing it back to me. But I clearly had to prioritize my strategic partners in what we're doing on a 5G living lab with Verizon, what we're doing in counterintrusion with Andrew what we're doing you know, with the FAA and AirMap and Office of Secretary of Defense in drone traffic management. Those strategic partners deserve my best in the exploitation time. And the wisdom into execution, they need me present. It's fun to hang that open for business sign and be there greeting people as they come in and all these new ideas that come up and can be done. That's a, that's a lot of fun, um, but you have to be disciplined at some point in exploitation and, and execute, and, and they need you, the leader, present in that time. How do you know when it's time to shift from exploration to ex exploitation? Well, <laughs> in some ways, it's, oh, crap, I'm running out of time, uh, right? Like, I need to execute and seize upon this, but it's you have the sense that your partners need the win with you. You need the win. The ground is fertile, right? Like the, the seedling is growing and it is time to seize upon that opportunity where you, 
you tilled and you explored for so long and now in its fruition. And so every day I'm guided by, you know, must do's. It's imperatives, you know, not because someone wrote a list or I wrote a list even, but everyone's equities and our interests are like, no, we have to seize this now. And so that exploitation must go into quick, decisive action. Um, and if you're off still exploring endlessly, you aren't ready for that decisive action. And you aren't thinking about your strategic partner enough at that point because you're thinking about all the new potential partners and what could be out, you know, potential for mining. And so it would say transition as a leader into exploitation and what that means. And, and it shouldn't be, you know, we're conditioned to think that that's a bad thing. I'm exploiting other people. No. I'm exploiting what I've cultivated. You know, I'm, I'm helping it grow. Like exploitation is, you know, plucking the corn off the stalk. You spent all that time preparing it, right? Like, but you, if you don't go at the right time and pluck that corn when it's ripe, then it's off or not. And so you can't be off looking for new ground that you might plant the next, uh, you know, seeds on when, You've got the fruit of your labor right there. Be present and exploit that opportunity now. What I'm also hearing coming through is your training as a Marine and small arms tactics and maneuver warfare. And one of the most important principles of that is seize the initiative. Absolutely. You know, you're looking for gaps and seams in the environment and in the enemy. Um, you've been conditioning and shaping that's vision, right? You're bringing vision to your partners, putting them in the right position. Um, you're waiting for something to happen or you're creating, you know, something And the, you know, there is a time where the time is now. Right. And I, I call it aha moments, right? Like there, are, you have to be ready to seize upon the aha moment and go into execution immediately. So the way you describe that again, makes me think of, what makes a great you know, battlefields maneuver warfare leader is instinct and the ability to capitalize on having shaped an environment and seize the initiative, take advantage of that aha moment. Can you describe the way instinct shapes the way that you make decisions and, and capitalize? Yeah. If my greatest tool is initiative and taking action, how do I prepare myself? You know, like an Olympic athlete that has honed their body to be prepared for that sport and that action, that execution. How as a leader have I honed and cultivated and prepared myself for that? And for me, it is the, it is the thought leadership. It is the rigor of being in weighing the commander's intent, weighing, weighing the environment bringing order to chaos in my mind in what this is about, what we are trying to execute. And now as I've brought order to chaos about the environment, about my friendlies, right? The, the other parties I'm working with about the enemy, what's going to stand between me and our objective. And that's Sun Tzu, right? Know your enemy, you know, and know yourself. When you know the enemy and you know yourself and you know the environment, you see that gap, you see that seam, you can go. You can trust your intuition that you, have, that you have properly valued and prepared yourself for that moment, and you can act. And you know what you are about. 
if you could strip away the ego and know that it is not about you and it's not about some glory for you on the battlefield, right? Or in execution, some glory for you, but you know it's about the equities of, for me, the Marine Corps, the equities of the Department of the Navy, the equities of my strategic partners in industry, the equities of you know the base and those that are counting on me to deliver. If I know that I properly understand all those, when I see the opportunity, when I see the gap, I can go. And you can only build that into uh, initiative and that intuition over time. It's by honing it. It's by using it. It's about being out there and finding things to lead, not because I want to selfishly train myself as a leader, but because we need leadership everywhere. And so now you have, you know, I can make a decisive action that's all about seizing upon the opportunity and going for the win, right? Going for the kill. And so that's what maneuver warfare is. And if you aren't prepared for that decisive, quick action and your parties, your partners, your friendlies are not prepared, then the opportunity be lost to you.